Now this morning, briefly, let's go back to Acts chapter 5. And I know last Sunday was very different and very unusual, so I'm glad to see you this morning after last Sunday and after we dealt with Ananias and Sapphira. But we saw the purpose of it. We saw the good that came out of what happened. Let's return to Acts chapter 5. Now, as I've been rehearsing to you, my father has challenged us all to believe God for a doubling in 2024, but that requires that we do our part. You know, if you're, you're new to Faith Christian Center or new to us and maybe in this full gospel charismatic world, you wonder, well, what's different about pastor? What's, what's different about Austin? Yes, we believe God. Yes, we believe we'll lay hands on you in faith at the end of the service. Yes, we believe in the supernatural moving of God, but we also have to do our part. And that requires that we take action. That requires that we obey the Lord. That requires that we be doers of his word. So we have to do our part. Acts 5, beginning in verse 12, and this is, again, after what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. Verse 12, the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. All the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. So there had been judgment. I'm sure people had heard about what had happened. So there was a sobriety. But notice Luke tells us that they were highly regarded. Paul would later write that we are to live such lives as followers of Christ that we would have a good report among outsiders. Verse 14, nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. You know, it's amazing what God did. You go back to the Gospels and Peter in his enthusiasm, yet denying Christ, the Lord restoring him in John chapter 21, yet the Holy Spirit comes on the day of Pentecost. Peter gives one of the greatest sermons ever preached in the history of the church. And God moves through him, through others, wonderful miracles. Verse 16, crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. Now there, there's this idea out there that what God did, God did in the past. There's this idea out there that God doesn't answer prayers today or do miracles today. That's nonsense. And it's not coincidence that if you read on to the end of the book of Acts, Luke ended the book of Acts before the Apostle Paul was put to death in Rome. We are still living in the church age. And we will be living in the church age until our Lord comes for his church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. So our, our perspective, our attitude ought to be that we are living in the book of Acts and that God is at work among us and he answers prayers today. He does wonderful things in our midst today and he heals today. We are still living in the church age. And I believe that if we will cooperate with the Holy Spirit and do what God has called us to do, making the disciples, I believe that the Lord will add to our number in 2024, and I believe that the Lord will heal all the sick in our midst. 
You find out in the Old Testament, the Bible says of that generation Moses led out of Egypt that there were no sick and no needy among them. We find out in the book of Acts that these things were true in the early church. So yes, we ought to set our sights higher. Yes, we ought to believe God for more. Yes, we ought to believe God for greater. Last Sunday, we saw that these miracles in Acts chapter 5 followed judgment in the house of God. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 31 that if we judged ourselves, we would not come under judgment. Yes, we understand that there's discipline and there is correction. And unfortunately, as we saw last Sunday, sometimes there is judgment. But Paul tells us that if we judged ourselves, we would not come under judgment. As James tells us, so often we know the good that we know we should do. But he tells us that if we know the good we should do and don't do it, that is sin. If we know the good that we should do and don't do it, that is sin. So I want to challenge you. As we begin 2024, commit to doing the good you know you should do in 2024. Commit to doing the good you know you should do in every area of life in 2024. Change what needs to be changed. Do what needs to be done. Take the action you need to take. I said change what needs to be changed. Do what needs to be done. Take the action you know you need to take. As believers in Jesus, we are to do the works of believers. It's amazing how the enemy, how Satan can get us distracted with all kinds of things that don't matter. He can get us busy and focused and distracted with things that are unimportant or things that don't really matter or things that don't really make a difference. What are we to be about? What are we to be focused on? What is our calling? What is our assignment? What is our mission? What is our purpose? Well, thankfully, Jesus made it simple. He said in Matthew 28, beginning in verse 18, all authority and heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. You know, somebody, I, I, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm a young man. I, I still like to consider myself one of the young people. <laughs> I'm in my 40s now. I get it. I get it in 2023. People want all kinds of things. People want entertainment. People want feel good. Sometimes we get this resistance from young people. I wish they'd do something else, something else other than teach the word. Well, that's not our assignment. Jesus said we are to make disciples. Not disciples of my father and I. Not, not disciples of a particular political system. We are to make disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're to be about. And we make disciples as we preach and teach the word of God. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. A young person might say, I sure wish they'd entertain us. Why, why do they do what they do on Sundays or on Wednesdays or at 5 a.m. prayer in the Champion Builders groups? Because that's our calling. That's our assignment from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. It overrides everything else. Well, Austin, have you heard about this or that or this fad or this theme or how this or that's popular? We are to make disciples, teaching them to obey. That is our assignment. We're to make disciples. We're to teach them to obey the word of God, to be doers of the word, 
And as we do that, we are to do the works of Jesus. And what are the works of Jesus? Jesus said in Mark 16, beginning in verse 15, he said unto them, to the disciples, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. That's another wrong idea that signs only follow those in full-time ministry or signs only follow pastors or missionaries. Signs are to follow every believer. Every believer is to live a life of answered prayer. Every believer is to live a life where they have, they have testimonies and not just testimonies from five years ago, but testimonies here and now. Every believer is to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. It doesn't take much common sense to see that this world is a wicked place and it's getting more evil and more wicked. So we better do what Jesus has tasked us with doing. In my name, they will cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's not just for those in full-time ministry. Yes, you will lay hands on you at the end of this service. Yes, during worship most Sundays, we have a time of prayer for the sick and men that serve as champion builder leaders. They help Pastor Sue and Jessica pray for those in need in their bodies. But every believer is to do the works of Jesus. We're to make disciples. We're to teach them to obey the word of God, to be doers of the word. And we are all to do the works of Jesus, which includes laying our hands upon the sick. That is our assignment. And that is the assignment for every believer. Signs follow them that believe. And notice God confirms his word. Say this, say, I am Christ's ambassador. And so I will do the works of Jesus. If you were to ask me, Austin, what grieves you more than anything else. I think in this world we live in, this time we live in with social media, what grieves me is people I know and love, what, what they proclaim is not Jesus but a politician. Or what they proclaim is not Jesus but a celebrity. Or what they proclaim is not Jesus but whatever their side scheme or gimmick or fad or whatever it is. We represent Jesus. We are to proclaim Jesus. Our message is to be Jesus because he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And that overrides everything else. An ambassador represents the country they're from. Once we're born again, heaven is our home. So who do we represent? You know, I'm for the cowboys. I am. I have no ill will towards the cowboys. I'm for the mavericks. I'm for the Rangers. They did pretty good this past year. But I don't represent the Cowboys or the Rangers or the Dallas Mavericks. I represent the Lord Jesus Christ. And every believer is to represent the Lord Jesus Christ. Coming up to an election, we'll have to all hold our nose and do the best we know how to do. Pick, vote for, the best we know how to vote for. But I don't represent whoever that is. I represent the King of Kings, 
and the Lord of Lords. And that should be what we proclaim. That should be what's all over our social media. Jesus and what he is doing in our lives. And Jesus and what he can do in the lives of others. Believers were first called followers of the way. What does that mean? The way of Jesus. They were not even called Christians until 12 years after the day of Pentecost. And they were first called Christians in Antioch. We are followers of Christ. We are sent ones of Christ. Christian means like Christ. We are to follow Christ. We are to become more like Christ. And we are to do the works that he did. 1 John 3 verse 8 says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. Acts 10.38, Peter preaching at Cornelius' house says of Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. Jesus said in John 14, verse 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And look at verses 13 and 14. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So often we're afraid to step out or we're afraid to tell or we're, we're afraid to pray with someone because we wonder if God won't back us up. He will. Go back to Mark 16, verse 20. He confirms his word. Doesn't confirm the Cowboys or the Mavericks or this or that politician or this or that fad or theme or style. He confirms his word. You see in the book of Acts that as Peter preached, when that crippled man was healed and made well after the day of Pentecost, God, our heavenly father, he confirms the fact that Jesus is alive that he is risen from the dead and he still saves today, he still heals today, he still delivers today, he still blesses today, he still answers today. So if that's our message, that's what God will confirm. And he will back us up. And he will do mighty wonders amongst us and in our midst. Too often we want the Lord to do what he has already done. Too often we want the Lord to do what he has asked us to do. Moves upon our heart to be a blessing or to go talk to someone and, well, Lord, you do that. No, he wants us to do that. We're to make disciples, teaching them to obey the word, to be doers of the word. And we're to do the works of Jesus, which includes praying for the sick and those in need. We're to follow Christ. We're to become more like Christ. We're to do the works of Jesus. Say it again. Say, I am Christ's ambassador. So I will do the works of Jesus. See, who do we proclaim? Who do we represent? See, someone studied the past 12 months of our social media. What, what, what do we promote for the past 12 months? What do we talk about for the past 12 months? What do we argue or fight about and get into disputes and disagreements for the past 12 months? Well, what is our message? What do we proclaim? Well, if we'll proclaim the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, God will confirm his word. God will do wonders among us. God will back us up. Believers are sent ones. Again, representing who? The Lord Jesus Christ. If you study the book of Acts, you'll see that the majority of healings of sick people took place among unbelievers. Acts chapter 5, verses 12 through 16, which I've already read to you, is an example. Practically all of those in Acts 5, 
12 through 16, were unsaved Jews. Signs and wonders are how God advertises his kingdom to those that are lost, to those that don't know Jesus, to those that don't know that he is alive. The same is true in Acts 8, beginning in verse 4. The people in Acts 8 were unsaved Samaritans. Verse 4, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip was one of them. He later became an evangelist. He was one of the seven like Stephen. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. And, and this fulfilled what Jesus said would happen, to preach the good news first in Jerusalem, then in Judea, then in Samaria, then into the ends of the earth. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many. Many paralytics and cripples were healed. So there was great joy in the city. Notice verse 4. They preached what? They preached their sports team. They preached the celebrity they're excited about. Preached the politician. Who did they preach? They preached the word. They preached Jesus. They preached the word wherever they went. And that's what we need to do. And that's what we need to be about. They preached the word wherever they went. The believers preached the word wherever they went. God's greatest method of advertising is through miracles and answered prayer. Yeah, I remember when I first got the testimony a few weeks ago, a man shared how he was in the hospital, found out his wife was leaving him. Rock bottom, rock bottom, rock bottom. And then he shared in that testimony all the awesome things God has done. That, that's who our God is. With the Lord, all things are possible. All, all these testimonies of healings and children being healed. That, Jesus is alive. He is risen from the dead. He is seated at the right hand of Father God. That, that's what gets me excited. God's greatest method of advertising is through miracles and answered prayer. I remember there's a picture of T.L. Osborne up here. T.L. Osborne taught my father and I that what God has done in us, he wants to do through us. That what God has done in our lives, he now wants to do through our lives. Pray, praise God for your marriage being restored, but he wants to work through you to bless the marriages of those you know, and they're, they're hurting. Praise God for your miracle. But he wants to work through you to see miracles happen in the lives of others and people you know at work and people you know in your neighborhood and coworkers and family members, they're in need and they're hurting. What God has done in our lives, he now wants to do through our lives. Say it again, say, I am Christ's ambassador. Say, I represent Jesus so I will do the works of Jesus. So in 2024, I want to challenge you to just step out in faith and see what God will do. Again, we're, we're not, if we preach ourselves, then he has to confirm us, and he doesn't do that. He confirms his word. If we preach this or that, he, he's not going to confirm that. He confirms his word. As Peter preached next, he confirms that Jesus is the Savior of the world, that he is alive. So I want to challenge you in 2024, step out in faith and just see what God will do. In 2024, step out in faith and be the hands and feet of Jesus and just see what God will do through you. I want to challenge you 
that if you will do these things in 2024, your life will be forever changed for the better. First, to be in church, if you're in town, to be in church when the doors are open. To honor the Lord, put God first with your family. To be in church when the doors are open. We, we can make time for all kinds of things. We ought to make time for the house of God. And parents, I want to challenge you that if the pattern we set in our home is to be in church occasionally, if the Lord tarries, what will be the pattern of your children 10 or 20 years from now? So first, be in church when the doors are open. And again, we understand vacation and traveling. It's good to rest and get away. But if you're in town, be in the house of God. Number two, to not just be on time, but to be early. And then to, to worship the Lord enthusiastically. And I know we come from all kinds of different backgrounds, and you might come from a background, and you're like, what's the raising of hands all about? But to gather and to, to honor the Lord the way we, you know, if we go to a Cowboys game, you get there early. So you can buy souvenirs and accessories and, and get your food and, and sit down and be ready to go before the game starts. Well, why, why would we show the Lord less honor than we do the Cowboys? So to not just be on time, but to be early. And then, you know, we're all different. We all come from different backgrounds, but to all worship the Lord enthusiastically. Number three, to make it your goal, to tell someone about Jesus every month. To tell at least one person about Jesus every month, which means it's your goal to tell at least 12 people about Jesus this year. And I, I, that's a reasonable goal, I believe. You know, if we made the goal to tell somebody about Jesus every day, well, you know, some, some will do better than others. So the goal, number three, to tell one person, at least one person about Jesus every month. That's 12 people this year. And number four, to pray for at least one sick person in person every month this year. People are in need and people are hurting. And it just seems to me, social media, everywhere you go, there's more and more news of people facing serious, serious health struggles. So to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to commit to praying for at least one sick person every month this year. That's 12 people. We, we, I believe we can all commit to doing that, amen? I said, I believe we can all commit to doing that, amen? So number one, to be in church when the doors are open. Number two, to be early, to worship the Lord with all your heart, your strength. Number three, to tell at least one person about Jesus every month. And number four, to pray for at least one sick person every month. And you might say, Austin, I, I'm nervous, well, if we preach Jesus, what does he confirm? He confirms his word. If we're, if we're not promoting ourselves, but we're promoting Jesus, and Jesus is the great, Austin's not the great physician. Jesus is the great physician. What does he confirm? He confirms his word. Well, I believe we'll see God do awesome things in our midst and in the lives of people we know at work and other places. And God will get all the praise, the credit, and the glory. Now, pastor has challenged us to believe God for double in 2024. And as we do that, I want to challenge you to purpose in your heart to do double in 2024. I want to challenge you to purpose in your heart to do double for the Lord in 2024, to double your acts of kindness and generosity, to double the, times, the number of times you forgive, to double the number of times you pray for others, 
to double the number of times you pray for the sick and those in need, to double the number of times you witness and tell someone about Jesus. If you went on two outreaches last year, go on four outreaches this year. If you help with the youth once last year, help with the youth at least twice this year. Yes, yes, let's release our faith, and yes, let's believe God for double this year, but let's also do our part. Let's give God some work of our hands to bless, and let's rise up and in our hearts, purpose to do double for the Lord in 2024. Yes, let's believe God for double this year, but let's double our efforts for the Lord in 2024. And I wanna challenge you to be in agreement with me and with Pastors Gene and Sue and Jessica and I to see double the salvations this year and double the baptisms this year and double the baptisms of the Holy Spirit this year and double the healings and double the financial miracles. And I know we have a lot of babies at Faith Christian Center, but why, why don't we just be in agreement for it? You're like, say, say, Austin, I'm, I'm past all that. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but let, let's even believe God for double the babies in 2024. He blesses the work of our hands. And I think in this time and age, it's so easy to get distracted with this and with that. We have to remind ourselves of the basic things we're to be about. Please bow your heads. You might be here today and you say, Austin, I, I've heard you preach briefly about Jesus and him being the way and him being alive. I have never asked Jesus to be the Lord, the Savior of my life. This world that we live in, it'll lie to you, it'll tell you that if you're just kind of good enough that that is sufficient, you'll be in heaven someday. Friends, the Bible says that We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We are all in need of a savior. His name is Jesus. This world we live in, it'll lie. It'll tell you that there are many paths to God, that you can come up with your own path, that every religion's just another way to get their friends. Those are lies. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He loves you. He gave his life for you so that you could be forgiven of your sins, so that you could be a part of the family of God, so that yes, heaven would be your home, that you, you would no longer be a citizen of this world, but you would be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. He did all of that for you. If you're here today and say, Austin, that's me. I've never done that. I've never asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, but I want to. I want to be a part of the family of God. If that's you this morning, wherever you're seated, raise your hand to where I'll see it and I'll know. You want me to pray with you? Say, Austin, pray with me. I want to ask Jesus into my heart and into my life. You might be here today and say, Austin, the past I prayed a prayer, in the past I walked an aisle, but I know in my heart I've not been living for the Lord. I've been doing my own thing. The Bible tells us that the mercies of God are new every morning. The Bible tells us that if we, according to 1 John 1 verse 9, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can have a new beginning. You can have a fresh start. You can begin 2024 knowing that you have peace with God. If you're here today and say, Austin, that's me. Pray with me. I want to recommit my life. That's you wherever you're seated. Raise your hand where I'll see it and I'll know. You want me to pray with you? 
Thank you, I see your hand. If you raised your hand for either invitation, I'm gonna ask you to come briefly, join me at the front, we're going to pray. If you didn't raise your hand, come join us. Everyone here will be thrilled for you because they, everyone here remembers the time when they, they prayed a prayer, they walked an aisle and they gave their lives to Jesus Christ. God bless you, bless you, God bless you. Let's pray. If you're watching online, pray along with us. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus, and I repent of my sins. I ask Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. Thank you for welcoming me into your family. Thank you for setting me free of anything that would hinder me in living for you. And thank you for filling me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to be a blessing to you. So if you'll go with the butlers right behind you, Cameron and Janie Butler, they've got some things to give you. They'll get you right back in the service. It'll be a blessing to you. Well, the Lord is good, amen? Lord is good. Let our message in 2024 be Jesus. You know, I've been in church my whole life. You're like, what's he laughing, smiling about? Thinking back to childhood, the song, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus. We, we live in a time when everything else gets preached and proclaimed and celebrated. It's about one thing. Jesus Christ, risen from the dead. That is what they proclaimed. That is what God confirms.